What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? I just need to get set up here. Um, but I am really, really excited to preach today. Oh, I'm really, really excited to preach today. Um, yeah, it's just amazing to be here. Um, I, my name is Blaine. I'm the youth pastor here. And, you know, 2020 has brought a lot of weird things. Um, and there's been a lot of hardship, and we've gone through a lot. Um, but God has moved in the midst of all that. And, you know, I'm just so humbled by what God has done in youth ministry. Like, we've had 12 kids, and just 12 kids except Jesus. And, like, the just like, you know, this year. And, um, I'm just so humbled by it. Like, I'm humbled by that God, during this time, is still on the move, that God would use me. Um, that God would use our leaders, that God, that God is just on the move in this church, and that's just so amazing, you know, in the midst of all this, um, yeah, that God does these things, so, yeah, yeah, and so, and before I preach, or before I ever do anything, I just want to say, love you, Pastor Shane and Mary, thank you for, um, yeah, thank you for giving this opportunity to preach, and you know, I was really thinking about, too, like, we had, we had plans, you know, 2020, we had plans to do stuff at church, and, um, but, you know, everybody else knows that, you know, things got derailed, but you guys have done an unbelievable job leading us and being there for us in 2020, and can we give them a hand, actually? And, yeah, I just, I love you guys, and thank you for giving me this opportunity, thank you for believing me, encouraging me, it just means so much, and, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Everybody just pray for Pastor Shane and Mary. Give them encouragement today. So, awesome stuff. Um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to head into the Word. So, dear Jesus, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being, even in 2020, God, that you, um, yeah, that you were with us during that time. God, I pray for Pastor Shane and Mary, that you would give them a special blessing, God, that you, they would know that you are with them. And God, I just pray that you would take over this service, that you would do something great, something grand, that you would speak through me, God, that you would give me a word, you would give everybody a word during this season, that you would fill us with courage, with hope, and all the things that we need, God, heading into this year. Thank you so much for this church. Thank you for what you've done. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So I, I like to call myself a, a stubborn optimist. And so what's, what that means is that I will avoid reality just to think that something good is going to happen. Like the Browns, like, you know, like, we, this is, a, I'm 23 years old, this is the first time we've ever had a good team in my life, you know, like, this is the first meaningful game, and so, like, I'm a stubborn optimist, we're going to win today no matter what happens, and so, um, and so I love the new year because I'm an optimist. I love the possibilities of what could happen, I love the possibilities of like what God can do. And so I love the new year. Just even thinking about it um, makes me happy. And so also with coming of the new year also gives me reflection of like what happened in 2020. And so what, what happened over the past year, what happened in the year behind me. Um, yeah, and some of us that can be good and some of us that can be bad because of some of the things that we might have gone through. But the thing that I want to preach about today that God kind of, that God kind of taught me through 2020 is this, is that no matter what happened in 2020, the hardships, the pain, the stress, the anxiety, God is going to use all of it for his glory. 
that all the things that we went through, and it doesn't even have to be in 2020. I'm just using this as an example because it's the new year, but it doesn't even have to be that. But I'm just saying that no matter what you've gone through in life, you are still in God's hands, and he's going to use it. He's going to use it. All those things that has happened in your life, he is going to use for your good. Then you are still in his hands. And so the worst thing that has ever happened in your life, God is going to use it. And, and I have confidence of this because of the cross. That man had the plan to, to do the worst thing ever, and that was to kill God. Or they thought that they could stop God, or they could stop Jesus with this plan. Man's plan could not stop God. The worst thing ever happened. God died, but God even used that to create the greatest thing that has ever happened. And so we, in our lives, God will do the same. God will turn it for our good. And the first verse that I just want to um, read to you guys, um, and we're going to be kind of like walking through Acts today, is just Acts 1, 1 through 4, and it says this. In the first book, O Theophilus, that's a great name. If anybody is having a baby soon, that's a name. I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, which he said, you heard from me. So, I just, the first, the first verse is the thing that I want to talk about now, is in the first book of Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach, which is implying is that Jesus's ministry after the cross and the grave and all those things has never stopped. It has never stopped. The cross did not stop Jesus's ministry. It is still going on. And so even now, I have yet to read a verse that says Jesus' ministry stopped. And so in the year 2020, in the year 2021, Jesus is still on the move. Jesus is still working. And Jesus' ministry has never stopped. And so the cross was not a stopping point. It was a transportation point to get Jesus from point A to point B. And so that's the same thing that God does in our lives with the things that we may be going through at the moment, or have gone through, you know, Jesus is not on the cross anymore. Some of us can get stuck in those hard things that we go through. Some of us might be living like we're still on the cross or going through those things that we, I don't want us to get stuck in 2020. I don't want us to get stuck in 2020. I've seen people that have gotten stuck in their hardship season or gotten stuck in the things that they were going through, but God never wanted them to stay there in the first place. You know, I was listening to this preacher and he said he was walking around with a crucifix necklace and, um, and, he, and, he, and his grandma came up to him and Jesus was still on the cross and his grandma came up to him and said, oh, no, 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 baby, he's not there anymore. <laughs> and so, and so, we don't need to stay stuck in our season. The cross was just the beginning, and you going through this, or you going through the thing that you might be thinking in your mind, because we've all gone through something, God is going to use it, and this is just the beginning, just like the cross. 
was for Jesus. And so my encouragement then is do not let this stop you. Whatever they said to you, what somebody did to you, maybe even something that you went through, don't let this stop you. Don't let the plans of man stop you. It did not stop God, and God's plans cannot be stopped. So do not let this season, do not let this hardship, do not let this pain stop you from the purposes of God because you have a destiny. You have a destiny that God has given you deeply and he wants to see you through to the end. So don't let this stop you. And I believe that God wants to give all of us some sort of freedom today. God wants to give us freedom today from the thing that might be holding you back or the thing that you might be stuck in. And just like how God told Jesus, come out of that grave, come out of that grave, son of God, I believe God is saying the same thing to you. God is saying, come out of whatever thing that is, son of God, come out of that thing daughter of God. Come out of that pain. Come out of that hardship. God is offering freedom to us today. Because you know what? I've heard this say so many times, and it's true, and I, you know, but it says the tomb was empty on Easter morning. And, but part of me feels like it wasn't empty, because Jesus left death, shame, guilt, your shame, all those things in the grave. He, the grave was not empty. It was full of all those things, and that's what Jesus left behind so that we can step into freedom today. You can step into freedom out of all those things that you have have gone through in your life. And you know, I think the question that we're all asking too, and I mean, I asked it in 2020, I asked it in my pain and my hardship is where is God in the midst of all this? Where is God in the midst of all this? And I want to read Acts 1-8 really quick. So Jesus, this is the last thing that Jesus says to his disciples. Um, this is the last thing that Jesus says to his disciples, and it's a promise to them, and it's also a promise to us. And it says this, But you receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth, and to the end of the earth. The Holy Spirit, God's presence, Jesus' presence is with them. It's a promise to you. It's a promise to me. And so in the midst of hardship, in the midst of pain, God is with you. He is always with you. He's in the midst of it. He was with you. Um, he was with you at the beginning of your life, and he's with you now. He is with you now. And I love this phrase, and it, and it just means to me, into the end of the earth. He will be with you to the end of the earth. You can go anywhere, you can do anything, you can say anything, and he will still be with you. He will still be with you. He will still be with you. And so we're reading Acts, and we're going through this story of God saying that he will be with them, and then revival breaks out. And I believe today, too, that revival can break out. And, you know, I believe that people are going to be saved. I believe that all those things... But, I mean, I want revival to break out in your chest. Like, I want something to happen in inside of you that will set you on fire because what we go through has the possibility of doing that. And so the, the believers are with each other in Acts, and they start praying, and the Spirit comes, and they're set on fire, and then they start talking to people about Jesus. And who's the first person to give the gospel address to preach the gospel? It's this man named Peter, and it says in Acts 2.14, but seeks, but whoa, geez. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, men of Judea 
and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. You see, I think Peter was the perfect guy, the perfect guy to stand up and give the first gospel address. Peter probably didn't believe it, but I believe he was the perfect guy because we all know, or some of us do know what Peter went through. Peter denied Jesus to his face three times. He said, I don't know this man. I don't know this man. And he was filled with shame and guilt. And he went back to his former occupation. And just a quick side note, sometimes when we go through things or we feel like we're not good enough, we go back to those things that we were called from in the first place. And so then, and now back, um, Jesus meets Peter. And Jesus restores him. Jesus, Jesus restores him. Jesus gives him back his purpose in all this meeting. And it says in Acts 2, 38 through 41. And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you, is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself, and with many words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. And those who received this word were baptized, and there added that day about 3,000 souls. And so here, why, why do I think Peter was the perfect guy for this? Because when he looked out in that crowd of people, when he looked out in that 3,000 crowd of people, he did not see people that he was better than. He saw people that were exactly like himself that needed a Savior and who needed to be restored. Just like Peter messed up. He could look out in that crowd and say, I see you and me, and you need Jesus just as much as I do. Because I, think, I look at this phrase that is in this verse, and it says, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord calls to himself. Peter could say this because he knew what it meant to be far off from God. And he knew that God can restore all of those who are far off. And so God used his pain. God used his mess up. God used all those things so that he could stand up on a day and say, you need Jesus just as much as I do. And I highly doubt Peter stood up on that day and thought about his denial. I really, really, I like that he messed up or that he was in shame, but I'm sure he was grateful and thankful of how much Jesus had saved him and all of those things. And you know, I think about my own story too. I think about my own story of like why I preach, why I do these things, why I'm a youth pastor. Um, some of you had the opportunity to know my grandmother, Pat. Um, she was awesome, she was unbelievable. She was the best person in the world. Um, but when I was about 10 years old, she got cancer. And so um, she got cancer. And so when she, um, and I got to see her battle through the disease. You know, Grandma stayed the same person no matter what um, happened. She still loved people. She still loved Jesus. She served, she served people and all those things. Um, and she was such a big part of this church. And that was actually the reason that I became a Jesus follower is because I saw my grandmother go through that. Um, and then, um, it was really, really hard for my mom to walk into church because of the association with my grandma and church and all those things. Um, and so I would walk with my mom around the church and I would listen to her pain. I listened to her heartbreak. And you know, I think that's why I have such a huge heart 
for people that are going through things or people that have gone through things because I get to walk around the church with my mom because I saw that pain reaches everybody. You know, pain is not prejudice. Suffering is not prejudice. We all go through pain, you know? And so that's the reason that I preach. That's the reason why I do these things. That's the reason why, yeah, that's the reason why I want to get this to you today. This is the reason I want to get this to you today. And so the thing that I want to leave you with, the thing that I want to give you so much, is that you can't stop now. You can't stop now. You can't stop now. You can't stop in your pain. You can't stop in your anxiety. You can't stop in your depression. God wants you to call you out of that. God wants to call you out of that because you have a purpose, you have a destiny. There are people to be reached on the other side of this hardship and this pain. In 2021, God still has a purpose for you, and so you can't stop now. There is more for you, there is more for you, there is more for you in in this life than what you are going through, than what you're going through. You know, I think a lot of us can get short-sighted too when we go through things, like we can get short-sighted and we can't see outside of our situation and we can't see past it. And I think what Jesus can do today is call us out of it and show us that you do have a hope, you do have a future, you do have things that God is giving you. I mean, I really, really do hope that revival would break out in your chest. I hope that something great would happen in the midst of all this, is that when you look back in your life or you look back at the pain, when you look back at the hardship, you can understand that God was faithful and God was with you the whole time. And so that something great is birthed out of you. I really, really think too that God uses all these things. God uses all these things to make us who we're becoming. I'm really reminded too of the, the verse in Romans 8:28 that God uses you know, I think I just forgot it. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, all things work together for the good of those who love him. God is for us. God is with us. God is turning graves into gardens, you know? Mourning to dancing, all those things. I don't know what your 2020 looked like, but I know God was in it. And God's going to continue to be with us. God's going to continue to be faithful. No matter if coronavirus or COVID is around, or if pain is around, God is going to be with us. Um, so let me pray for you. I hope you're encouraged. So um, let me pray for you real quick. God, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much that you have called us, that you have given us purpose, that you have given us the destiny in the midst of all this, that in the pain and the suffering that you are with us, God. That you are with us. That may, may we re- be reminded, God, that you are with us today. That there would be something inside of us, that there would be a, a start, a beginning, a fire that comes inside of our hearts, just like the believers that day. And that we can see that there are so many people that need to be reached, and that there are people on the other side of this, God. That there are, there's a hope, there's a purpose, and there's a future. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for what you've done. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.